0: Hi there, and welcome to episode 13 of the Smart English Coach podcast, the podcast that helps you to get to advanced English level fast, with strategies, mindset, and shortcuts for fluent and confident English speaking. This episode is all about the life-changing magic of phrasal verbs. Phrasal verbs are something I'm passionate about, both as an English speaker and as an English teacher and I'm going to tell you why. As you probably know, phrasal verbs are verbs made up of two or more elements. So, you have the verb like go, get, bring, or take, and then one or two particles like in, on, off, and out. When the two combine, they create a completely different meaning. I should add here that most people studying English hate phrasal verbs But in this episode, I want to get you to fall in love with them. Why is that? Well, you already know that they're very common, not just in speaking, but also in most writing. You'll hear phrasal verbs in dialogues, on television and in films. And there are lots of them. There are about 6,000 phrasal verbs in the Cambridge Phrasal Verbs Dictionary, But you don't need to know all of these. One thousand is enough, says Professor Michael McCarthy. Second reason, you already know a lot of phrasal verbs. You're familiar with go away, come in, sit down, stand up, turn it up, turn it down and so on. And if you've done any of the Cambridge exams like the first or the advanced, you'll also know that phrasal verbs get tested quite a lot. But there's another reason why I think you should fall in love with them. Phrasal verbs elevate your English and they give you flexibility. A lot of people avoid using them because they can be complicated. But when you use them rather than a more formal verb, they make you sound natural. This is probably controversial, but as a teacher, when I hear someone use a phrasal verb, I automatically think that this person is pretty much an advanced speaker. You see, I think that phrasal verbs give you access to a parallel language. Native English speakers, or at least British English speakers, use them instead of the more formal Latin type verbs. We might say tolerate in a formal context, but we're far more likely to say put up with in an informal or neutral context. Or instead of saying continue, we'd say, carry on. Or if I'm listening to a boring instruction video when the introduction goes on for ages, I might say, oh, get on with it, rather than, please get to the point. And although I think they're great to use, simply understanding them will expand your English and unlock a deeper meaning to what you read. Here are a couple of recent examples from headlines. Number one, companies are driving up inflation. So you get the idea here that companies are forcing inflation up. They're driving it up. Second example, British man facing death sentence is told, time is running out. So when time is running out, You can see it running out of the door. This man doesn't have much time left. And the third example, blue light in New Zealand night sky, freaking out stargazers. So imagine if you also saw a blue light in the night sky. You wouldn't just be surprised, you would freak out. So going back to my point about elevating your language, Phrasal verbs can add interest to what you say. So you can save money or you can squirrel it away. And when you squirrel it away, you get a picture in your head of the squirrel, the animal, hiding nuts for winter in a safe place. You can splash out on a fancy holiday or you can just spend a lot of money. With splash out, you get a picture of someone spending money like it's water. So, what's the secret for learning and using phrasal verbs? I've got three tips for you. Number one, understand the meaning of the particle. So, the particle is the second part of the verb, like on, off, up, down, and so on. Knowing the particle is essential for understanding the phrasal verb. We don't learn lists of phrasal verbs in school but as children we get familiar with the meaning of particles. I've already shared this story but my first word was up and when I was talking to someone about phrasal verbs the other day she told me that her first word was out. When you know the meaning of these particles you can often guess the meaning of the phrasal verb. So here are some meanings for up. First of all we use it to talk about an increase so prices go up and we use it to talk about movement in an upwards direction so for example to get up. We also use it to talk about things occurring and happening like in a topic of conversation for example to bring up a subject or a subject came up in conversation. And then, and this is an important meaning, we often use it to talk about finishing or completing things. So, to clean up or to eat up and also to bring things closer to completion. For example, to chase someone up, to follow up, to catch up, keep up. We also use it to make arrangements, to set up or to meet up to invent, make up, think up, and then we use it to talk about improvements, do up a house, trade up, and bizarrely, we also use it when something doesn't work correctly, to act up, to mess up. I chose up because it has lots of different meanings, but some other particles aren't quite as complicated. Tip number two, you can also get clues from the meaning of the verb. So with chase up, for example, you get the idea of someone chasing, of running after a person. And that's because they want information from them. Or with trade up, you get the idea of going, say, from a smaller car to a bigger one. You get the idea of buying and selling. And each time you get something bigger or better. And the third tip is to understand the context. It's true, one phrasal verb can have more than one meaning, but often the context will help you choose the right meaning. So a verb like do up has more than one meaning. You can do up your house, so you make it more beautiful, you improve it. You can also do up the buttons on your coat, so you fasten them so your whole coat is closed, keeping you warm inside. And then finally, of course, if you want to learn phrasal verbs to use them in conversation, you can personalize them. My cousin squirrels away his money in offshore bank accounts. Or my neighbors are always doing up their house. Their renovations wake me up on Sunday mornings. So my question to you Have I convinced you that phrasal verbs are an essential part of your English? So maybe try this little experiment. The next time you read a newspaper in English, see if you can spot a phrasal verb in the headlines. And then see if you can guess the meaning of it just from the particle, the verb and the context. You might be surprised at how much you actually know. Of course, you can then copy these phrasal verbs and use them in your own sentences and that's what will give you confidence. In the next episode, I'm interviewing another teacher about slang. Don't miss it.